0: Welcome to the High Performance CEO Podcast. This show is made with one purpose, to help you create a self-driven and engaged high performance organization, where we deliver you proven strategies and expert interviews on how to drive significant profit growth, create a stress-free ownership culture, and give you the time freedom you always wanted from your business. And now, here's your host, highly sought after business growth strategist and executive coach, Patrick Rogers. This is patrick rogers and today we have the privilege to have reza mirza on the show and reza is the ceo of icelandic welcome to the show reza
1: uh thank you patrick appreciate the opportunity
0: yeah f- fantastic great to have you um so reza is as the group ceo of Icelandic glacial water it's one of the leading and fastest growing imported water brands in the united states reza joined icelandic glacial in in 2014 with nearly 20 years of consumer product experience last uh, at, as president of Activate Drinks and from several management positions at Nestle Waters, North America. Uh, I know we've all heard of Nestle Water, where he managed a portfolio of brands with over a billion dollars in, in sales. Prior to Nestle, he had numerous marketing positions with Colgate, Mall, New York City, and at Bosch in his native India helping to launch uh, Blaupunkt Car Audio. I'm sure everybody's heard of that into, into the Indian market. Reza has a master's in international business from Columbia University in New York City and an MBA from the International Management Institute in India and a bachelor's in biochemistry from the University of Madras in India. So very well-educated, ton of experience. Can't wait for the rest of the show. Reza, before we dive into you know, you know, know who you are and your journey in and, and, and Icelandic, What's one interesting fact about you that, that that not many people know?
1: Well, everyone assumes that because I am from this one India, I like spicy food. Yeah, ah. I cannot, I cannot eat spicy food. I'm so that's an interesting fact that uh, spicy food and I we just don't get along. It just doesn't work well. It doesn't Um, work well at all.
0: (laughs) So what what happens, uh, I know for me, like when I have spicy food, I just like my head starts sweating. I love it though. The thing is, is I love it when I start sweating, my head gets hot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have yogurt. If someone gives me very spicy food and I've got a bowl of yogurt or I'm sweating away, yeah, I don't do very well with spicy food gotcha gotcha
0: cool man well so hey so, so tell us about icelandic
1: so icelandic uh glacial was actually uh started by Jon and luke christian olofsson uh in iceland um Jon and christian are from iceland as you know i'm not from iceland so i get that question <laughs> you don't say <laughs> yeah i get yeah. that question a lot are you from iceland i was like no uh yeah. I uh, I started the company in 2014, and it's been an amazing journey. Uh, you know, we have built it to one of the, uh, like how you mentioned, we are one of the fastest growing imports in America. We are now in 29 countries, and we have a long way to go, but it's so exciting to see the water uh, available in over uh, 55,000 doors. Across uh, across the country, uh, for those who don't know about Icelandic glacial, it's a, it is from a spring in Iceland. It's one of the biggest springs in Iceland. It's naturally alkaline. Jon and Christian started the company from day one as a hundred percent sustainability. It's all about sustainability. Uh, it's it is a it is a carbon neutral company way before. Mm. Uh, sustainability became
0: was a thing, yeah,
1: buzzword. So uh, and it's and and like I said, uh, when I, when I met Yannick and the Christian, I knew the brand. The packaging is incredible for those who haven't seen it, uh, yeah. and the water. At the end of the day, you can have lightning in the bottle. If it does not taste good, it will not. Right, pass. right. And so, uh, so yeah, so yeah, it it is an exciting time to be at I, at Icelandic.
0: Yeah, very cool. So, um, so what what led you to to become the CEO of the business?
1: Well, um, you know, with my journey, like I came here to school, I studied here, um, worked at Colgate Palmolive, worked right. at Nestle. I worked with Michael Eisner, the ex uh, CEO of the Walt Disney Company, um, um, at Activate Drinks, and the one thing which I strongly believe in is that there are very few times in in your life you mm. get opportunities to mm. build a global company mm-hmm. on a brand you're passionate about, a company yeah. you believe in. And 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 that opportunity does not come very often. Yeah. So when Jonah Christian brought this opportunity to me, I was like, I am on you know I believe in this I believe we can make something amazing because it has all the ingredients it has an iconic packaging the bottle yeah. the bottle is beautiful it and is it is such a fantastic product that I was like I believe in this and so um, so that's why I accepted the role.
0: Yeah, very cool, and and uh, you know we just talked just real briefly about it, but but how has it gone since uh, since you took over?
1: Um, let's put it this way: we have grown about ten times in the last nine years. Uh, wow! And uh, you know, and it's about you know one of the things that we built it is sustainable growth. We have grown double digits nearly every year, mm. uh, even in COVID when COVID hit lost on big part of the business in the hotels restaurants airport. Right, right right but we still showed growth even in 2020 uh mm. so the so it's been it's it has been a journey i would love to say it was a straight upward line yeah, but yeah it never is like this it's yeah. never that it's been you've so, had our highs lows but overall uh it's so Fulfilling to see that the our team doing well, the brand is doing very well, mm. and we are growing year on year. Um, that that is so exciting. You know, that's when you go to bed. Yeah. When you go to bed in the night, you go. You're, uh-huh. You are like, ah, uh, is every metric moving in the right direction? Yeah. Uh, and if the answer is yes, you are you are doing something right. You know.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So you actually, you guys made some real headway in the space, right? Didn't you say you were you were like, uh, what what position were you when you took over, and what position are you now in the water industry?
1: We were about in the premium still imports. We were about number eight uh, in two thousand fourteen. Uh-huh. Uh, now we are number three. Wow, that's fantastic, man. Retail, and, and so yeah. I think retail, so, like, so, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so from number eight, so, so they recognized, you know, the founders recognized that they needed to bring in a professional CEO to scale their business. They found you, you were, they were, they were number eight in, in 2014. You guys are number three. And I think you said there's, there, you, there's a long way to go. There's a pretty, pretty good size gap between yourself and is it Avion? Or Avion? Yeah. Avion and Fiji. Uh-huh. Yeah. Avion and Fiji are kind of the next runners up. Okay. Yeah. So when, when do you think you'll catch up, man?
1: Um, I would never say I, we will catch up at some point. You know? Ah, it, there it is. It will take us some time. It will take <laughs> us some 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 time, but okay, All right. um, But you know, when it will take us a couple of years uh, because okay. the gap is large, but we will catch up.
0: Awesome, man. If not so,
1: exceed, if not exceed,
0: okay. Uh, if not an exit in the meantime,
1: no. If he, I said if not exceeding. Oh, yeah. if not exceeding. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you are. Of course, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, you, you you've made such amazing gains in the industry, going from number eight to number three in such a short period of time. That you have momentum. You have yeah. momentum where where a lot of the big guys, you know. Hopefully, I mean, they're not even going to see you coming. So,
1: you know. Oh, David, we all are looking at the same Nielsen IR. Oh, okay, they're, they're, yeah. Everyone is <laughs> looking at it. Um, everyone is analyzing the same data. We get the uh-huh. same information, but that uh. Like I said, it's it is exciting. We are playing with the big boys, and we are growing. Uh, yeah. and, and like I tell the team, it's it is not a sprint; it's a no. marathon. You know, Arathon. we, we yeah. take a long view. Um, uh, you know, for us, it's are we building a great and successful company? You know. It's like the one, twos, and threes is great. It's like a scorecard, which you are seeing how you're progressing. Sure. The key part is, um, is are we moving the business in the right direction? And as long as we are doing that year on year, month by month, day by day, Mm. we will get to it. We will get, uh, like I said, we are in 29 countries now. We have a long (laughs) runway to go but it's about moving ahead, moving yeah. forward.
0: Yeah, no, I love it, man. So, so take us through some, some of your experience on, and your journey. What's been really critical for you or what are some of the, the key attributes to how you've been able to, to take the company from number eight to number three in this time period?
1: Number one, I would say number one, number two and number three all is the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, um, the one thing which we are very proud of is the team that we have built yeah. uh, and um, the reason, the core uh, secret sauce is our team we have a great brand, we have a good product but sure. but you cannot, if anyone says the word I and they have done it uh, uh, they uh, are smoking something because uh, it's all about the team that you have built um, hiring the right people, you know, battle tested. the team which has that sparkle in the eye which I always talk about, this the team which is resilient that is mm-hmm. our success you know like I said we have we are playing with the big boys who have large sales teams, a lot of marketing budgets. yeah um uh, you know we have to be nimble. we have to be fast. And we, we 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 take our punches, we fall, we get up, we dust ourselves up, and we go. But it's all about the team. I'm very proud of the team that we have built. Uh, the working with Yannick Christian has also been um, amazing. You know, working yeah. with, with founders, their passion, and it's all about having the right, creating the culture in the company that lets people thrive and allow them to do what they are hired to do, you know? Yeah. So that is our secret sauce. And that's where my key learning is basically, my number one role is to make the right hiring t- decisions. And mm. once once you hire them, ensure that they have a culture which allows them to thrive and allows them to do what they were hired to do.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And You know, yeah. uh... That is our culture. Every company has has their own culture. Our our culture is very entrepreneurial, very little ego. Uh, Everyone just wants to get the job done and we have fun while we're doing it. Uh, And we just build something that we are very passionate about. So it is, I would love to say it's all the violins are playing and it's all great, but like I said, it's been a roller coaster, but when you are on that roller coaster with people you enjoy working with, yeah. it's a great experience.
0: Yeah. No, that's fantastic, man. So, 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 um, walk me through what did you do so so it sounds like what you're saying is hey my number one role is making the right hiring decisions and then once they're here creating that culture that culture of that low ego and that fun culture so so breaking it down what did you do specifically like what are some of the things that you look for when you look for hires or strategic things that you
1: did to get the team that you currently have so it all starts it all starts with but just stepping back is first laying out a lot longer term strategy. What is it you want to be? You know, mm-hmm. what is it you want to mm-hmm. be when you grow up? What's the strategy <laughs> of the company? Yeah. And so once you align on, and we have a lot of discussion and you laid out the strategic part of the company that in to be successful in the bottled water business, it's, it is distribution, innovation, marketing, execution. Mm. Yeah, uh, These are the four pillars to be successful. Now, having said that, this is my playbook. It's every company has their own playbook to grow. Every company has their own playbook that they right. follow. Right. So once we laid out, this is the plan and we were aligned with the board and the management, this is the plan. Then you start staffing and mm. start uh, hiring the right people to fulfill the roles based on that strategy mm. like for example you, uh, I'm a big fan of soccer you can't no. expect the goalkeeper to be the striker okay no yeah. that's not gonna work exactly you're so then it's really looking at okay what are the skill sets based on the strategic plan that we had laid out what kind of people do we need to hire and also what kind of a of a culture that we have to we have to create, you know. Right. So once we align all that, then it's all about ensuring that the people you hire have that skill sets. Mm-hmm. Skill sets you will figure it out, you know, based on the background, sure. but then do they have the, the sparkle in the eye? And uh, do they have that resilience? And that's what we try to figure out when we hire people. Is yes, they can do the job. You know, yeah. they have the background, yeah. they have an experience. But do they working for a large company is a very different skill set. Whereas working for a fast growing company, you're growing at hundred miles an hour. Right. So, uh, you know, do they have that?
0: Yeah.
1: That perseverance, the mentality yeah. to say it's never going to be ideal. You know, yeah, it, right. it's never, it's never going to be, this is not a nine to five job. Yeah. Know? yeah. So do you so have going, that in your stomach.
0: Yeah. So going from a big company where it's real easy to kind of just be complacent or just kind of, you know, blend in, it, it sounds like, you know, on paper, someone could look really good, but, but, you know, you said this a couple of things, you even said it in our pre thing, this concept that I'm looking for that sparkle in their eye. And I love it because it sounds like you're just looking for their do they have a passion around what we're doing.
1: Yeah. Because you know, the one thing I've learned in my career is you can train people on a job. Yeah. You, you cannot train, you cannot get passion. If they're not passionate about it, sure it's a job. It's a job. And in, yeah. And in anything you do, big company, small company, my number one learning is. If you don't enjoy what you do, and keep in mind, I'm, when I say enjoying, it's, it's, it is not every day the sun is shining. Yeah. and right, tall, right. Rah, yeah. rah, rah. You're gonna have your ups, you're gonna have your downs, etc. Roller coaster, absolutely. It, it is a roller coaster, but overall, net net, <laughs> do you love what you do? And it can be with a big company, small. Company. I learned a lot. Some of the best friends I have have people I worked with at Colgate at Nestle, yeah. etc. But then when you come to a small company, it's a different mindset. Because now, for example, I'll, I will just give you an example is when I was running, when I was managing my portfolio of brands at Nestle, I used to call right. up my Nielsen person in the company. I used to get all my charts, my data, everything analyzed. I look at it, we make decisions. Now, when I came here, you have to do it all yourself, you know? When you have a big marketing budget, you call up the agencies and they all come running and you get a call back from the president in five minutes. You know, when you're a small company, it's like, can you hear me now? You know, uh, <laughs> you've got smaller budgets. It, it forces with a big company, the goals are very different from that of a small company. A small, in a smaller company with limited budgets, you really have to think about what is the goal? You don't have the luxury to throw yeah. everything against the wall hoping something will stay so yeah. you really have to be so laser-like focused and learn how to stretch the buck you know
0: yeah what I thought was interesting so, so some of the things that you actually look for when, when you're looking for people is you actually ask them questions around kind of the relationships with their family and, and even sports that they've played tell, tell, tell me more about that
1: See, it's. I have yet to. Every resume I have taken a look at, everyone That's has true. grown sales by 50, 100%. Everyone has yeah. profitability. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're
0: all amazing.
1: Come across a resume that someone says, under me, the sales have come down by 50%, or uh, under me, that we lost all our money. No one puts that on your resume. Yeah. Totally. So my question is so, all my questions are around. What kind of a person are you? Mm. Would you be a cultural fit? We know yeah. we know the company that we are trying to build. Uh, we have a no-asshole uh, policy, you know. Yeah. So yeah. if the people who do well in Icelandic are people who take the initiative, people who who leadership is something you don't need a designation for that. Do you have yeah. that in you to be a leader? Right. Yeah. So then my question then comes about how do you work well as a team? And if you work, if you have played basketball, football, soccer, you really learn the, it's not the I, it's the we. Mm-hmm. You know, you are as strong as your team over here. So you learn a lot of skills, especially with people who play uh, team sports in college. Yeah. You know, yeah. you also have to be very competitive, you yeah. know. I've yet to come across somebody who's passionate about sports, who is not competitive. Yeah. The relationship with the family is families. Like you always say, you, you can select your friends. You can't select your family. So you have to learn to adapt with various personalities in a family for the common good.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's what Icelandic is about. We This is my family. I spend yeah. more time with my colleagues right. uh, uh, than even at home. So, okay. so if you so that's what I'm trying to figure out from the person when I interview people is how are you going to fit in the culture that we are trying to create because it takes when you're on a small team and growing it takes one bad apple uh, and trust me we have made mistakes <laughs> you know but it takes one bad apple and it just Affects the culture, the dynamic of the team.
0: Yeah, no, I love that, man. I love that, and and I think you know mo- a lot of a lot of America uh, CEOs and business owners are making that transition, but there's still a lot of people that just don't get it yet. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, it's all about that culture because you can t- teach them anything, like you said.
1: Yeah, it's the culture is something that it's very hard to replicate, and you have to be as a leader. Or anybody as a leader has to be crystal clear what of and live by that culture. It's just not something you put up on the wall or you just talk about. You know, it's if you say that that we are a family culture, every one of my team has my cell phone number. And I encourage people, if you have a problem, we are all here to help each other.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So just pick up the phone and ask me, don't worry about, you know, about anything else, you know, and it's about when people make a mistake, we actually celebrate it, because that person tried something different. If Mm -hmm. we encourage people to Mm -hmm. try something different, and we celebrate it, because if they have succeeded, the whole organization can learn from that, and if they fail, even that, the whole organization can learn from that.
0: I love that, that, that concept of celebrating a mistake. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. And so you were kind of talking before about how, you know, the difference between a large company and a small company, you have to stay nimble, you have to stay fast. And this isn't necessarily a nine to five job. But you also said before that, that that's also creates a very stressful environment. Um, and, and that you've taken some some things and some actions with your company to make sure that, that pe- your people stay balanced.
1: Yeah. So what I always, I, in my thing, I always, in my uh, speaks, when I speak to my team, I always say wellness, just not physical, but even mental wellness is it's very huge. important.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I encourage the team to take all their vacations for the year. And mm-hmm. even though that we are growing we are going at 100 miles an hour, I always tell the team when you're on vacation unless something is really urgent the no one needs to disturb you because that's your personal time you need that time to recharge yourself um and yeah. I try to do it by example when I travel when I go home to India right uh, right. I, intentionally try to unless it's an urgent meeting yeah. I always I know you guys have this I trust my team I yeah. know you got it. it a yeah. major decision I'm always available on my phone but I stopped getting on meetings on every meeting that I had to because I wanted to send the messages when you are on your vacation, that's your personal time right it is your personal time yeah you know we all work very hard we work you know like uh, it's not a nine to five job but when you want to spend time with your family or you want to mm. you're on vacation or whatever you do doing with your free yeah I even tell my team over the weekends I we have unless there's something really urgent which is very rare the weekends is yours I do not let people schedule meetings on the weekends no yeah. conference calls right. you want to right. talk to me about sports you want to talk right. to me about right. about about the world cup um we can talk the whole weekend but we're not going to talk about work uh so there's a a lot of of actions one can take to send that message across to people about looking after their mental health looking and the physical everyone goes to the gym but are you really looking after your mental health are you on that treadmill there are times you got to stop and just relax
0: yeah no, I love that man, and because it's so. I
1: feel the same. I'll be honest. When I come back, when I'm recharged, I'm like, "Okay, come on, let's go." You know, yeah. So yeah. You, it energizes yourself.
0: Absolutely, and and it's so powerful that it's coming from you directly from the top. That message is and is is coming from the man at the top. I think it's fantastic. Um, so cool. So, um, you actually when when COVID hit, you had kind of alluded to it before that that it was a you know it definitely uh affected the business pretty quickly you you had said that it affected the hotel the, that aspect of the business walk us through a little bit of that because i think you know in our pre-call you talked about that was actually it was it was a pretty large hit to the company very
1: challenging time it, it was a very uh about 35 percent of our business uh, used wow. to, uh, came from uh from luxury hotels yeah restaurants airports right. Right. And when when the world shut down in March, uh, we lost that business overnight. We are a luxury. We are a premium bottled water and hotels. You know, thirty
0: five percent of your business you pretty much lost yeah.
1: overnight. Yeah, over thirty five percent. Wow. And we we had already built an e-com business through our through our Amazon that was very small, and suddenly Amazon went up. But it's incredible where our retail business offset a lot of the, the losses and Amazon became over 20% of our business. Mm. And it, we worked, our team literally worked, we had Zoom teams, you name the uh, the calls, a lot of conference calls. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked with our distribution partners from Anheuser-Busch. Um, we were on it because their team was in stores executing. So it was a pretty interesting time for us, which it wasn't a playbook. The world had never seen anything like that. Sure. I had to comment our board and our founders where we didn't do any layoffs. You know, we didn't lay anybody off. Everybody yeah, stays on. amazing, man. We stayed on with their full benefits. Um, and I really appreciated the support of the founders, the board said, you know what, this is way out of people's control. The best part is we grew, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with all the stuff, and we did fun stuff, you know, because everybody was stuck at home. So we had we had learning sessions, yeah. talks, we had coffees together, we yeah. had drinks together, we grew out our beards. Uh, <laughs> so, and the team came out stronger, the business, <clears throat> and uh, uh, I'm so proud of our team, our uh, business partners from right. Amazon Bush. Uh, we all worked closely together and we grew.
0: And that's fantastic. Uh, taking a company of your guys' size and re- removing literally overnight or within a month, whatever it is, 35% of your income. Not having to lay off one person is such like, man, I, like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. That's like, that's a company that I'd be so proud to stay with. And I'm sure all, everybody feels the same way. Like that is just, that is, you got to be so proud of your team and your company to be able to pull that off. And I'm sure the founders are like, you know, I, 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 that's a tough situation. That's no. a tough situation, man.
1: And I have to say, it was a two minutes discussion. We discussed it with the board. We spoke to Yonik Christian, and yeah, the line literally a two minutes. It was like we come back to this is our family. When, this is our family. When, yeah. when, when times are tough, you don't tell the your family member. Okay, <laughs> you're out of the house. <laughs> you're, you're out of the house. Uh, no, we speak it through, and and uh, and again, you know, I'm uh, very appreciative of the support everyone gave us uh, through that hard time.
0: So, okay. So, so whatever meets the road, sometimes you, you can't continue to pay someone if you just don't have the monies there. Did you guys have some, some assets and savings? Did you guys have, you know, did you have some line of credits to be able to help you from a high level standpoint kind of
1: absorb some of this? So we had, like I said, there's we, <laughs> pivoted very fast uh, okay this grew wow uh, amazon business grew the board uh with the founders continue to invest and fund the company uh um, okay yeah and we just moved a lot of things around we wow we, we pivoted from yeah. this business to that right. business right so it was, was not, like, i'm just overly simplifying it it yeah. was not easy but yeah. Yeah, to the back inventories because keep in mind we had issues getting containers on the ships because all the ships, you know, yeah, the whole absolutely. supply chain had had it, had issues. Our factory is in Iceland. The water is actually comes from a spring in Iceland. Iceland is a very it's an island, so right. uh, anything happened in Europe, all our suppliers, uh, it was a lot very complex. Mm. situation to manage through but we did through we overly communicated with each other we were literally working the phones teams zooms uh with our suppliers with all our stakeholders and it was all
0: hands on deck to make this pivot and 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 get through this yeah it's fantastic and that was that was the key word of 2020 is pivot right so yeah um, so real quick, you mentioned obviously it's coming from Iceland. Are you guys shipping it over in bulk and then and then bottling here in in the no. states, or you, you do it all there?
1: Everything is bottled on the source in Iceland. That would make sense, uh, right? Yeah. In fact, the very first time the water has exposed to the external air is when you open the bottle. You know, it's uh. It's, okay, so
0: it's, is it coming from glacier from from uh, underground? Is it glacier is it runoff type thing? Spring. It's an it's underground, underground spring. spring.
1: Yeah. It's the one of the largest sustainable springs in Iceland. Um, in fact, we only take out 0.1% of the water literally goes into the bottom. Uh, yeah. Everything goes into the ocean. So oh, every, yeah, totally, totally. Every time I land into Iceland airport, I look at, at the ocean and I say, so there goes my excess inventory. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because gotcha. it all just flows out.
0: So I used to be a vendor for in in the water industry, and so I know I've been into a ton of ton of different water plants all throughout the West Coast, and uh, there's there's one up here towards the north, and they they actually they use the same thing. It's, it's very similar, but it, but it, but um, their water it comes from glaciers, right? It's it, very similar, or they say it does, but but they were saying like their water is was melted from from the glacier like a long time ago like a number of years ago is that is that the case with with yours or and, and if you don't know that, that
1: no it, it takes about five, hours is about five thousand years because it gets five thousand years no it's over five thousand years it goes yeah. it gets uh the water flows from it goes through the mountains the, yeah it, it gets filtered by the it filtered filter yeah, And that really makes our water naturally alkaline. We don't add in that's anything. Right. Love it. Uh, so it infuses the water, the whole filtration process, infuses the water with uh, with its natural alkalinity, and it goes into an underground spring. And that's where we take yeah. it from.
0: And I just I just thought that stat was so interesting that the water was literally came from a glacier 5,000 years ago. And it just yeah. took that long to kind of permeate, filter, and, and you're drinking something that melted 5,000 years ago. That's, yeah. that's pretty uh, cool, man.
1: Yeah, and it's really not, it, it's more through, I know our brand is Icelandic Glacial, but it's actually, it gets, Iceland is a very volcanic country. So uh, okay. it literally gets, the, the water goes it it hits the, the rocks and it's uh, yeah. and then that rock filters it and it goes down. Right. So we really don't come from a glacier.
0: Okay, but, gotcha. You know,
1: but it's about we come from an underground spring. So right. yeah. in fact, water should never be exposed to air because you're then exposing to the pollution and sure, sure, and all that stuff. Whereas with this, yeah. it, like I said. When the consumer opens the bottle yeah. for the first time, right, right, that is the very first time the water is exposed to external air. That's fantastic, man. That's so cool. Um,
0: so, hey, uh, let me ask you, Reza. So if you were going to hire a CEO to take the reins for your company, what's the one book that you'd require that he or she read before taking over for you and why?
1: If I can say there are actually two books, you know, uh, I would recommend. One is Shoe Dog, which is from Hill Night. Uh, okay. Yeah, that is an experience on entrepreneurship. It's about right. how the highs and lows that we talked about that goes into building a company. And the other thing is the CEO excellence. Mm. Um, highly recommend that book. Uh, it's it's authored by a bunch of McKinsey consultants where they right. have at the best practices across. All the most successful CEOs across the globe, and really identified what makes them successful, which I thought was pretty interesting. Some of them is pretty basic stuff, but the sure. other stuff is also like the softer skills. How do you manage boards? How do you manage, you know, leading what other people have done is they're leading by example, etc., yeah. etc. Yeah. And yeah. like I said, success, everyone has their own journey. Uh, but it's it was interesting to read about other people's journeys, yeah, and that's yeah. why I like reading about best practices. Right, right. Uh, I I love autobiographies. That's why I love uh, Shoe Dog because people see the final outcome of Nike. But to understand when during mm. during well, Phil Knight, like yeah, he didn't have money to put his windows in where yeah. broke. He didn't have yeah. money for the glass, right? And they uh, used to sit and huddle with, you know, with sweaters and jackets in in the cold, yeah, you know? right, and right, right. So reading about other people's journey actually inspires you.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. In fact, I'm, I'm, I, I've gone through the book. I'm actually going through a back of it a bit now. But one of the things I thought it was is just an, an example of how tangible they got in the CO Excellence books. Is they're, they're talking about how you know, as you're scaling a company, how you actually can have lead cross-functional teams and the different ways to do it as a leader. I mean, nobody else talks about that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. and so it's, it's and they get really tangible on like, this is how many people, you you know, consider this. And when you get to this certain size, you have to consider this. So I thought it was a, it was a great book. So a great recommendation. And,
1: and it also looks, it also talks about, I didn't, the need, before you go down, it talks about the need to really inform I come back to the importance of identifying what business are you in. Yeah. You know, if it, uh, it, it talked about how many of the successful CEOs actually changed their business model right. and pivoted pretty fast because they they could see this is not sustainable. This will get you to a certain uh, to a certain spot, but if you really had to go and really grow the company. It's the important to see beyond on what your existing business is, Mm -hmm. you know, and and then you staff up. And then it talked about importance about even clarifying him when you talk about cross-functional teams. It's about even simple how important it is to simplify organization structures. It talks about you know people talk about matrix organization. but even within a matrix organization it talks about the need to simplify you know you can have
0: six different bosses in a matrix organization yeah. it's not done right and that doesn't yeah. work for anybody yeah in yeah. fact she said they're alternative and, and is hex a hex in versus yeah, yeah. so yeah. i, I That's good. Yeah. i've never been ceo of a company big enough to know about that but hey all good <laughs> uh, cool man so so hey great having you on the show i'd like to take a few minutes to just summarize uh, some, some of my key takeaways one is, is is about hiring and, and I love the thing that you said there is looking for that sparkle in the eye. Um, it, no asshole policy. A couple of things that you look for is their relationships with their family and, and whether they were kind of the team sports versus individual sports. And, then, and then, then that's your one number one role. That is your number one role is making the right to hiring decisions in the company. And then once you have them on board, making sure that you cultivate that that culture, having that breeding that culture of very low ego, yet yeah, fun. There is no I, it's only we. Yeah. Um, I love the, the concept of celebrating mistakes that, again, that helps build that culture of curiosity, culture of, of continuous improvement and people are not afraid to take chances and take risks and and, and to, to make the company better. Um, and then another key takeaway is really mental health, really everything you can do as a leader or manager to help them uh, really Preserve themselves not only physically but 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 mentally. So, yeah. Um, awesome, So, let me ask you: if there was one takeaway that you would really want the audience to absorb from from our time today, what would that be?
1: I think you you hit the nail on the head. The one takeaway as as a leadership is not about a designation or a title.
0: No.
1: Uh, it's about leading by example. What you talk about, if you don't do it yourself, yeah. uh, it, is, it is just words. You have to live the talk what you do. Yeah. And as a leader, you are the your biggest role and responsibility mm. is to hire the right people into the right roles and allow them to thrive. If you are a yeah. micromanager, then yeah. why did you, why did you hire them? Right, right. Let people make their mistakes. And if that's the culture you want, you know. So so you gotta be very clear in your mind. You gotta be crystal clear is what kind of a culture do you want your company to be like? Mm. You gotta and have all the stakeholders aligned around that. And then you make your hiring decision accordingly.
0: Love that. Uh, that's a great takeaway, man. Thank you for sharing. So um, so Reza, if any of our listeners wanted to reach out and, and get a hold of, of you or uh, Icelandic for any reason, uh, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: On LinkedIn, I am over there. My email is reza.mirza at icelandicglacial.com. But the best way to get uh, is connect with me on uh, LinkedIn. I will send you a response.
0: Cool. Awesome. And we'll have your LinkedIn uh, profile link in, in the podcast for anybody that is interested in that. Uh, so again, Rizit, thanks for being on the show, man. It was great to have you.
1: And thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. So for our listeners out there, please hit the like and subscribe button. Be sure to opt into our email list if you're not on there yet. So you get notified of uh, when, when new ones come out. But help us spread the word about what we're doing here. We're helping the up and coming leaders of the world. Uh, do that much better of a job in their companies. And with that, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the High Performance CEO Podcast with your host, Patrick Rogers. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out our main website at patrickvrogers.com for much more valuable information and free resources.